from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. We have faced some of the biggest challenges that we've ever faced in this country these past few years. Challenges to our public health, challenges to our economy, but we're getting through it. We are getting through it. Getting through it. I mean, you want to talk about getting through something. (laughs) Debacle was something to get through. I listen, Brian, you know, I, I say this a lot about the president these days. Everybody knows their football team when they realize they drafted a guy that can't play and they realize it after about the third or fourth game. Well, we knew we had that in Joe Biden. And then he went out and stunk it up again. And it was worse. You know, and that's when the fans just start booing because they can't even understand how you could be this bad. I have no idea why they thought it was a good for him to go out there for two hours. I know he's been a disaster. But what he did yesterday was confirmed to the American people. What we all thought is that the man is over his head. He is incompetent. He mentally is not here with us. And that was all confirmed yesterday. Even the reporters were, like, trying to give him softballs, and they couldn't even re- they couldn't even understand what they were dealing with. Terrible thing for the country. To stay with your analogy for a moment, what it is is that player that you knew you should have cut back in, in spring practice? You kept him on the team, you, you put him in a quarterback, and then you decided to just leave the guy in there for, for every play for the entire game. You know, I, I guess they thought that you could, if he just stays out there long enough, you know, that's going to be a, a sign of stamina and, and of strength without realizing, now, unless it's definitely going to be more when you're dealing with that degree of incompetence. So, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, what took place in the Senate last night, I'm sure you're pleased with. Yeah. No, I am. I think, look, the, the, the senators got it right. Um, this whole push about, oh, we have to have voting rights is a sham. The reality is, is that the 1965 Voting Rights Act is still the law of the land today. There's only one section that's not, that's not um, in actual use anymore, and that's preclearance. But what the Democrats will never tell you is that the Department of Justice today can file lawsuits against election uh, jurisdictions that create rules or laws that violate the 1965 Voting Rights Act. They can do that right now. But what the Democrats want is preclearance, so every jurisdiction has to get their voting rules approved by the Department of Justice, and and frankly by the most radical portion of of the Department of Justice, which is the Civil Rights Division. That's what they want to do. So the Senate did the right thing by keeping the filibuster number one and then not going down this line of supporting the, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and all this stuff, because that stuff is not about maintaining voting rights. I want to tell your listeners again, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 is still law today, but the Democrats want all the rules approved by the Department of Justice, and that's what they want. Speaking of Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, and I want to talk to you about the Education Secretary here momentarily, just real quick while we're talking about and what's going on legislatively, we've heard discussions about maybe the the Build Back BS plan being broken up into smaller pieces that might be palatable to Manchin and Cinema in the Senate. What are you seeing in the House, and what do you think is going to be attempted from here? Well, I mean, look, right now in the House, the Democrats have no idea what they're doing. 
I mean, right now we're taking one vote per day. Uh, listen, one vote per day in D.C. Um, the committees are not meeting. There are no bills being discussed in any committee on Capitol Hill. So the Democrats don't know what to do right now. Uh, we're hearing rumors about it. But again, you might be able to get some of the stuff through the Senate. But the worst stuff, the stuff that was that would really only add to the inflation problems we already have, that's not getting through. Like Joe Biden, just, he just said yesterday, it's going to take us a while to get through this inflation. But you just want to look at him and be like, bro, you did it. Like, this is your fault. It's your bad economic policy. So now you're going to ask Democrat senators like a Mark Kelly in Arizona, who's up for reelection and could lose. You're going to ask him to vote for pieces of Biden's economic agenda when the same economic agenda has already failed the stuff he got through. And you're going to ask him to vote for more. I don't see it. All right. Well, I mean, that's that's a solid take. And I and I hope you're right, because less of this agenda is more too. It's kind of like the president generally. All right. So let's talk about this. I mean, this is a, a really big deal. You know, the parent targeting that took place by the Department of Justice the whole yeah. charade that has been played, and then the recent revelation that, yeah, you have the education secretary that was apparently in on this whole process, Miguel Cardona. You were among 41 Republicans in Congress to sign on to a letter demanding the resignation of the education secretary. Tell us about this. Well, listen, it's pretty clear now that um, Miguel Cardona, who is a union guy, you know, that's, that's where he came from, that he's in cahoots with the NEA and the AFT, to subvert, frankly, the primary right to what our children are learning from, um, you know, from parents and to shut them down. And that's the reality. And so you got to understand that these guys are literally just committed to their agenda, no more, no less. And so it's unfortunate. So he's got to go. The president picked him because he wanted somebody that the, that the teachers union would love. Uh, they're very happy with him, but that's to the detriment of parents. And that's why. He's got to be. He's got to resign. He's got to get out of here. There's a bigger conversation I've been having locally about this, and it's a bit of a wake up call. I mean, in a lot of ways, what's been happening over the past couple of years with parents awakening to to education, um, it, it, to me, it's it's actually a positive because there's been so much nonsense that's been going on for decades in our classrooms because teachers unions largely have been driving the agenda and we just really weren't minding the store and paying attention to it now we actually see oh well this is is some of what goes on in there and i i think that can be you know an important important turning point my question is and this is the difficult conversation most public school teachers are members of in our state the american federation of teachers that's the parent of every single teachers union in florida at what point do we have to get a little bit more realistic about the most public school teachers being down for the cause themselves. Well, I think what you have, and actually in a lot of public school systems, you have about maybe a third of your teachers don't even want to be a part of the union, but they're forced to be in it because of just the way collective bargaining works. <clears throat> the big thing we got to do on the local level, my opinion, is uh, we passed the bill when I was in the state legislature about making sure that they recertify. Um, there is already um, talk that some of the unions in Florida have been, you know, They've been uh, messing with the count with respect to recertification because they got to get 50% of the of the teachers in order to be a union. And some of them don't have 50%. And so that's the work that we need to do now. Listen, the unions are only concerned with one thing and that's, that's keeping the monopoly intact because that's how they keep the contracts intact. That's how they keep the, their authority intact. 
And so what the other thing that has to get done is we have to work on making sure that parents actually have not just a say in their child's education, but they have purchasing power in their child's education. Let the parents decide where their child goes to school as opposed to being locked in by some arbitrary line because of, because union guys and school board members, which a lot of them are former teachers also, basically got together and said, here's the lines that we're going to live by. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and really appreciate the conversation as well. Anytime. Thanks, Brian. Or to Congressman Byron Donalds. We'll have Natalie in a trending story next here on the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.